0: This is Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. I'm Ryan Young, and joining me now is journalist and writer Melanie Kirkpatrick, talking all things Thanksgiving. She recently wrote a book titled Thanksgiving, The Holiday of the Heart of the American Experience. She's also the author of Lady Editor. Thank you for joining me today.
1: It's great to be with you, and on the Hillsdale campus, which is beautiful.
0: Thank you. It's great to have you here. A very basic level, what inspired you to write this book?
1: I first became interested in the history of Thanksgiving just after September 11th. Um, I was in downtown Manhattan when the, the planes hit the, the World Trade Center and like all Americans, was very impacted by that event. And it, it got me to thinking more about what it means to be an American. So toward that end, uh, I read the um, the book of P- Plymouth Plantation by William Bradford, who was the governor of Plymouth Plantation. Wow. And it's all about the, Plim- the, the Pilgrim's journey from England to Holland and then to um, Massachusetts and about their early years there. So as Thanksgiving approached, I skipped ahead to uh, that first Thanksgiving and read his account. And was uh, it was only, I think, 101 words or so long, but the spirit that was exemplified in those few words um, was a spirit that still exists today in our own Thanksgiving. And that got me interested in the holiday, and I began in my free hours to start researching it. And the result eventually was a book that covers the history of the holiday from before the Europeans came to this uh, continent uh, to the present day.
0: Wow, so you looked at original documents as well as different recipes, correct?
1: I did. I, I looked at a lot of original documents and um, Uh, the Pilgrim accounts, and then um, going forward uh, over the centuries, I read letters, I read newspaper, accounts of Thanksgiving, and yes, I included recipes. Uh, there's a section at the back of the book on historic recipes and bills of fare, and uh, what's interesting, of course, about that is that we've been eating turkey for Thanksgiving for over 200 years, and uh, I expect uh, a few weeks from day you'll be eating turkey, too.
0: Right, that's correct. Yeah. Was was the original Thanksgiving meal, I know there's a lot of debate surrounding that original Thanksgiving but was it always turkey and stuffing in the classic? No,
1: it? no, it wasn't. It was what was available. The first Thanksgiving, uh, the, you know, the, the event we call the first Thanksgiving, took place 400 years ago this fall, 1621. Nobody knows exactly what the pilgrims and the Native Americans ate, but we do know they ate venison, because mm-hmm. um, one of the accounts say that um, the Native Americans brought with them five deer, which... Uh, was a huge amount of meat, and it would have served the the whole group for um, a lot of meals. Mm-hmm. And um, then uh, there, w- one of the two first-person accounts d- does mention the great store of wild turkeys. Okay. So um, th- th- I, I think um, that allows me to say that, yes, they ate <laughs> turkey at the first th- Thanksgiving. Um, but they probably also ate uh, oysters which were readily available at, at the time and corn of course um, there would have been no pie because the uh-huh. pilgrims did not have flour or sugar and um, cranberries probably not because you can't eat a cranberry uh, <laughs> without sugar it's not very tasty um, the right. Native Americans would dry cranberries and put them in things so it's possible they had cranberries What else? Um, Well, no stuffing because they didn't have bread. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're blowing away the whole classic understanding. (laughs) That's really funny. uh, uh, um, But turkey is a possibility. Turkey, though, gets uh, its due. Um, I found uh, reports in the 18th century about um, turkey being part of the holiday meal. And uh, certainly in the 19th century, where it really was the centerpiece of the dinner.
0: Well, I've tried to convince my mom that there had to be steak served in Thanksgiving, <laughs> but she <laughs> still doesn't do it. <laughs> I've tried, but it, it's failed. Uh, one thing that we know about Thanksgiving is over the course of history, uh, it's had a powerful role in uniting americans and especially with what we've been going through in the last couple years with the election and then this COVID pandemic i think we all want to be unified we all want to kind of get back to normalcy and uh family values um could you touch on the the aspects of how thanksgiving has had a unifying role throughout history
1: um, well, you're right, Ryan, it has. And the first Thanksgiving, meaning the one 400 years ago, is a good example of that. It's sometimes um, um, criticized by progressives as um, being, um, oh, uh, unfair to Native Americans. and But in truth, um, uh, or, or some people celebrate it, market, not celebrate, market as the beginning of. The decimation of um, the many of the native tribes of North America, mm-hmm. but in in truth, history shows that that first Thanksgiving came at a time of of peace and and amity between the um, the English settlers and the Native Americans. That uh, they had uh, uh, the Pilgrims signed a peace treaty with uh, the Wampanoag Federation, and. Uh, with occasional um, upheavals, um, peace reigned for about fifty years before wow. um, erupting in a terrible war—the King Philip's War. But um, uh, it, you know, it, it was a, a moment of cooperation and peace. The Pilgrims would not have survived if it hadn't been for the Native Americans and the help that they gave them. Mm. So I, I think of it as a, a hopeful moment. And then as you go through our history, um, Thanksgiving is associated with other important aspects of our history. Um, there were Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving days called during the Continental, years of the Continental Congress to give thanks for American victories over the British. President Washington, George Washington's first act as, um, first executive order, excuse me, as president was to call a national Thanksgiving. And then, of course, um, the first Thanksgiving nationally celebrated um, in American history took place in 1863 in the middle of the Civil War. And uh, that was, um, if you look at Lincoln's proclamation, that he had a very Uh, presented a very hopeful picture of um, the war coming to an end and the country being unified again and being able to speak with one heart and one voice, which is a a beautiful phrase.
0: That is. What role has faith played in the holiday? I know we talked a little bit about how um, the left in particular tries to undermine Thanksgiving and bring in the Native American fight and all of that. Uh, but what about faith? I know I've seen that as well.
1: Faith is essential to the history of in the history of Thanksgiving. The um, uh, European settlers, uh, or European explorers, excuse me, years before the Pilgrims uh, came to this country. Many of them celebrated Thanksgivings in the New World. I found examples of Thanksgivings celebrated in Florida, in Texas, in Maine, and in Virginia. Um, But of course, the first days of gratitude were celebrated by the native peoples of this continent. Uh, President Reagan was the first to acknowledge the, that, uh, in his 18 1984 Thanksgiving proclamation, when he quoted a, a lovely Seneca prayer.
0: Wow, that's amazing.
1: And fa- faith has been um, uh, the you know the essential aspect of the holiday, really until recently. Um, it's hard to tell now uh, how. Uh, how much of a role it plays. Um, my educated guess that if a family is likely to say grace um, around a table, they do it on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And uh, our whole, you know, the whole faith has the role of faith in our society has diminished in recent years. So uh, the holiday is a reflection, reflects that as well.
0: Yes, that's true. Uh, I was thinking about uh, Christmas time as well. How it's become commercialized, obviously, but also many many people don't celebrate the m- true meaning of Christmas. So I, I see that now happening with Thanksgiving also. Um, there are thousands of traditions that surround Thanksgiving from the presidential pardon is one I was thinking of earlier which is kind of goofy but funny <laughs> at the same time. Um, could you just touch on all of the different traditions that surround the holiday of Thanksgiving? Well
1: I'll tell you the one that I I think has been the, the longest lasting and is uh, flourishing today and that is the tradition of generosity. Um, uh, Despite, perhaps, the uh, fall of the role of faith in the holiday, mm-hmm. the role of charity and uh, concern for the less fortunate ha- has been amplified. Uh, I think the saddest image in American culture is somebody who has no place to go on Thanksgiving Day. Right. And religious organizations and charitable organizations um, go out of their way uh, around Thanksgiving to make sure that every unfortunate um, person, the prisoners, the sick, the elderly, um, have uh, access to a, d- a good dinner on Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the, the first example of Thanksgiving generosity that I discovered in my research took place in Situate, Massachusetts, in I think it was 1626. And there was a um, um, a reference to the um, the poorer sort being invited to eat by the, the richer sort uh, mm-hmm. after a Thanksgiving uh, religious service. Wow. So um, it's uh, and generosity and helping others taking mm-hmm. care of our neighbors is very much a part of uh, the American tradition. And it really comes to the fore at Thanksgiving Day.
0: That's a wonderful point. We touched about the conflict a little bit, about the conflict over Thanksgiving, and and I know you mentioned George Washington. Can you talk about the conflict that our original founding fathers and presidents had in making Thanksgiving the holiday that we know it to be today?
1: This is pretty astounding. Um, In 1789, uh, when the Constitutional Convention was um, in progress, the first Congress was assembled, in uh, what was then the capital, New York City. Uh, it came September, and uh, the uh, uh, the Congress decided they needed a, a break. They'd been meeting since March. And so uh, s- uh, a group of senators decided that they would ask George Washington to proclaim a Thanksgiving proclamation. And so some other senators, uh, And and there were members of Congress, too, objected, saying that under the new Constitution, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, called by the president, would not be constitutional, that the president wow. didn't have the authority to do this. It, that was an authority that belonged to the governors of the individual states. So that was one objection. The second objection was that Thanksgiving was a religious holiday in the point of view of, of um, the senators, and um, they wanted—excuse me—was it was a religious holiday, and they— uh, said that that was also unconstitutional. They had just debated the First Amendment, so the uh, the whole issue of freedom of religion was close in mind. Right. In the end, um, they did pass a resolution. I don't. Uh, the vote was not recorded, but they passed a resolution um, asking the president to um, call a national Thanksgiving, and uh, a group of um, members of Congress went to Washington with this, and Washington, always a great man, did a great thing. He said, yes, but when he issued his proclamation, he didn't order the governors or the states to um, mark this Thanksgiving. He requested them to. So therefore, uh, addressing the constitutional issues, it was, um, if the governors governors now have been asked, they can do it or they can't do it, whatever they want. Of course, in the end, Washington's position was, um, uh, he was so revered that every governor um, issued his own proclamation calling for a Thanksgiving in his state, and uh, all 13 states celebrated on the same day.
0: Wow, that's, powerful. It's something that we'd like to see today with our the current administration <laughs> allowing the states to choose, but we won't get into that. Right. Anyway.
1: Well, it's, it's an issue that is um, exactly, it's very prominent today. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, um, uh, Thanksgiving can perhaps teach us something that would be helpful to us today.
0: Yes, that's true. If there was one person that you had to credit with really making Thanksgiving prominent. I know you wrote a book uh, called Lady Editor. Maybe that was who you were thinking?
1: Absolutely. Sarah Josepha Hale brought Thanksgiving into the modern age. Um, Thanksgivings had continued to be celebrated in the uh, 17th and 18th centuries and into the 19th, but they were done um, by first individual communities and then individual colonies and states, um, not nationally. So, um, but Hale, who was from New Hampshire and had grown up with classic New England Thanksgivings, loved the holiday with a passion. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was editor of Godey's Ladies Book, which was the most widely circulated magazine of the pre-Civil War era, and meant that she had a lot of influence. I think she was uh, one of the most influential women in American history. Wow! Uh, her, as an aside, I'll mention that her um, one of her main issues was um, education for women, and she was very influential in that area. But on the subject of Thanksgiving, she um, wa- thought that all Americans should celebrate on the same day. The uh, while most of the states and territories. Um, uh, would celebrate a Thanksgiving. The governors did not coordinate with the result that, um, uh, people sell that the state celebrated on dates in from September to December. Mm. Uh, and Hale wanted everybody to come together on the same day. And as the country moved towards civil war, she uh, kept pressing this theme because she thought that a, a national celebration would help bring Americans together and perhaps avert war. The uh, She wrote to uh, governors and congressmen and presidents of the United States who, given her celebrity, responded to her. She was a very respected figure and their arguments um, were the same as the, those of the senators that had opposed uh, the idea of a, of a president calling a national Thanksgiving, they, they said, no, we don't have the authority to do it. So um, finally, in 1863, um, in the middle of the Civil War, Lincoln agreed. He called it National Thanksgiving Day, and then every president since him has done so, and it, um, it's an unbroken string of modern Thanksgiving days.
0: Wow, and so you can find out more about the story uh, in Lady Editor, yeah. and that's available now?
1: Yes, thank you. Lady Editor um, uh, The uh, came out a couple of months ago. It's um, available uh, at all the usual sources.
0: Wonderful. This is Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Ryan Young, and we've been talking with Melanie Kirkpatrick, uh, discussing Two of our books, actually. Thanksgiving, The Holiday at the Heart of the American Experience, and The Lady Editor. I thought we'd spend the last couple of minutes, we talked a little bit about food, but I thought we could go over some fun recipes and talk about what you like to make for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and, and, and you know, if she, she's the expert on Thanksgiving, she probably makes a really wonderful Thanksgiving. Oh, today. well, thank you.
1: <laughs> but I rely on my husband, who makes a wonderful turkey every oh, year. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I do all the side dishes, and the uh, my favorite is cranberry sauce. I've, I've tried lots of different ones, but um, I really like the classic dish, which um, is just cranberries and sugar, and which appeared in the, a recipe for which uh, appeared in the first American cookbook uh, published at the end of the 18th century. So, you know, some things never change.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then for dessert, of course, pie and uh Depending upon where you live um, in the country, the kind of pie you have probably um, uh, varies. But mm-hmm. one I haven't made yet, but which was very popular um, in uh, the 19th century, was something called Marlborough pie, and it's a kind of lemon and apple pie. So one of these years I'm going to give it a try, but uh, I don't have time this year. <laughs> that sounds that sounds
0: really good. My mom, we never can decide exactly what we're going to make. My dad loves apple pie. I love pecan pie. My sister likes pumpkins. We try to make all three, but it becomes like a huge well. <laughs> a that huge sounds cleanup. that sounds
1: like a good solution.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the only way. Well, uh, Melanie, it's been great speaking with you today, and I really appreciate you taking the time.
1: Thank you, Ryan.
0: You've been listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.